everyone. Welcome to our broadcast. Thank you for watching. And for those of you that are new to the broadcast, we certainly want to welcome you. Those of you that are regular viewers, thank you for your faithfulness. We appreciate it. We also appreciate all of you that communicate with us and let us know how much you're enjoying the lessons that we bring to you each and every week. You know, today we're going to be talking about the established heart. This is a message I learned from Kenneth Copeland, I might add, 47 years ago. The first time I heard Brother Copeland preach on this subject, it impacted me so greatly that once I began going out and preaching, I preached it nearly everywhere I went. In fact, I'm using my notes today from way back in 1970. And, uh, you know, it, it, as I said, it had such an impact on me back then. It still does today. And I'm hoping and trusting that it's going to do the same thing in your life that it did to me. Now, what do I mean by the established heart? Let's go to Psalm 112, and the Bible will answer that for us. I'm going to begin in verse 1, and then I'm going to drop down to verse 6. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Now, let's stop right there for a moment. Notice this man that is blessed of the Lord. Notice one of the reasons why he's so blessed, because he delights greatly in the Word of God. He loves the Word of God. Is that the way you feel about the Word today? I know it is with me. I love the Word of God. I can't get enough of it. And the Bible says that this man is blessed by God because he delights himself in the Word. He just can't get enough of it. And you know, when you can't get enough of the Word of God, then praise God, I'm telling you, there's some good things that are going to happen in your life. And then it says in verse 6, Surely, speaking of this man that delights himself in the Word of God, surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. Now, if you have your Bible and you're following along with me, underline or highlight these verses that we just read. He shall not be moved forever. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemy. What a way to live. Notice the man is not moved. He's not afraid. He's not worried. He's not full of anxiety. No matter what is happening around him, this guy is the same all the time. In fact, you never know when he's under pressure because he doesn't, he doesn't show it. Why? Because he is safe and secure in the Word. He's confident in the Word. He believes that God's Word will not return void when, when he acts upon it. He believes that God will honor it in his behalf. And so his attitude is, why worry when I have the Word of God to rely upon? Now, that's, a, that's what uh, David here calls an established heart. Someone who is so full of the Word of God. The Word of God is dwelling richly in his heart. Paul talked about in that in the book of Colossians. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Colossians 3.12, I believe it is. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Now, when the Word of God is dwelling in you richly, I'm telling you, Satan has no way of defeating you. If you don't have any word in you, then you're easy prey for the devil. If, if, 
If you're satisfied with just going to church and warming a bench and you never spend time in the Word of God, you're easy prey for the devil. But I'm telling you, when the Word of God is dwelling in you richly, when, when you have come to the place where your heart is established, your heart is fixed, then praise God, I'm telling you, you become Satan's worst nightmare. Now, the question is, how does a person get to that place? How do you get to the place to where your heart is fixed, your heart is established, and the result being you're not moved, you're not afraid, you don't worry, you don't fear, you just know that you know that if God said it, then that settles it, and that's what you've got your faith based upon. How do you get to a place like that? Well, let's go to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, and here you know that Joshua is now... Uh, taking over where Moses left off. This is not an easy job. I mean, he's got three million people that you never know from one moment to the next what they're going to be like. I mean, one moment they're singing songs of praise to God, and the next moment moment they're pitching dirt, throwing rocks, and tearing their clothes off. You never know what they're going to do next. And now God has called Joshua to take them into the promised land. You know, Moses has died. I've said often, it's probably the happiest day of his life when he no longer had to pastor that church. Praise God. How would you like three million people that murmur and complain all the time? Well, now Moses is dead, and now Joshua is going to take over. And God knows that this is not an easy job. Joshua knows that this is not an easy job. But God wants Joshua to be successful. Obviously, Joshua wants to be successful. And it's going to take an established heart in order for Joshua to complete or to finish this task. Get these people into the promised land. And so here's what God says to him in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. This book of the law, or you could say the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now notice he says, do you want to be able, at the end of your journey, hear me say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. If you want to succeed at this task, Joshua, then here's what it's going to require. You're going to have to meditate my word by day and by night. Now notice he didn't say, uh, spend a little time in the Word here and there whenever you get a chance. Uh, if it's convenient, no, he said, it's going to require that you be in my Word by day and by night. And that really means don't stop with just reading it. He said meditate it. Now, what does meditate mean? That means to ponder. That means to think about. That means to let it run over and over and over in your thinking until it becomes more than just words on a page and words in a book. But now it's in your heart. It's, it's real to you. You can see it and you know that God said it. And if God said it, that settles it. Praise God. And no matter what's happening out here, it does not move you. It doesn't shake you because that word you've been meditating is deep and richly dwelling in your heart. And now, praise God, you know that you know that God is on your side and you cannot be defeated. That's the way God wants each and every one of us to be. Now, it doesn't happen overnight, but you got to start one night. So notice, in order to get the word in his heart, 
God said you're going to have to meditate it by day and by night. Say that with me, by day and by night. Now, once again, that's more than just reading a chapter here and there. That's more than just going to church and letting the preacher, you know, uh, study the Word and do all your studying for you. No, it's you in the Word and not only reading it, but meditating it. Now, I've had people say, no, Brother Jerry, you know, I have a job. I can't be meditating the Word day and night. Well, let me ask you this. You have any problem worrying day and night? No, you don't. Most people, they get up and go to work and they worry at the same time. They worry all day. They come home worrying and they go to bed worrying. You know what worry is? It's meditating on what the devil says. It's meditating on Satan's word. It's meditating on what the world says. Now, you know as well as I do, you seem to have no problem working and doing whatever it is you're required to do during the course of a, of a day and worrying at the same time or fearing or having anxiety. You seem to be able to do that, okay. Well, if you can worry all day on what the devil says, then why can't you worry, I'm sorry, meditate on what God says? Because worry, once again, is meditating on what the devil says. Now, how did that worry on what the devil says begin? It began by hearing one word that he said, one thought, one sentence. You got up that morning and the devil said, you know, you're not going to make it. There is no way you're going to succeed. There is no way you're going to be able to pay all these bills. See, it started with a thought. It started with the devil planting a seed in your mind. And what happened? You started dwelling on that and you started thinking about that. You went to work thinking about it. You spent your lunch hour thinking about it. You came home thinking about it. You went to bed thinking about it. And what happens? If you spend that much time thinking about what the devil says, you know what's going to happen? It's going to get down in your heart. And once it gets down in your heart, it's going to come out of your mouth. And once it comes out of your mouth, you are going to release a spiritual force called fear. Fear cometh by hearing what the devil says. And you know what happens when fear's coming out of your mouth? You're going to get what you say. Job said, that which I so greatly feared has come upon me. You know what fear is? It's just the opposite of faith. Actually, it's faith in what the devil says, but it's the opposite of having faith in God. So you see, if you dwell on what the devil says all day, then it's going to produce fear. And then that fear is going to produce negative results in your life. It's going to produce things you don't want happening. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know what fear is? It's the substance of things dreaded. It's the substance of things you don't want happening in your life. So Job said, that which I so greatly feared has come upon me. So what does that tell us? Fear attracts certain things into your life. If you live in fear all the time, then what you fear the most is going to come upon you. Well, what about the opposite of that? If what you greatly fear can come upon you, what about what you greatly faith? You see, great faith is a result of meditating in God's Word. Great fear is the result of meditating on what the devil says. And folks, you're doing one or the other all the time. That's right. You're doing one of the other all the time. You're either focusing on what the devil says or you're focusing on what God says. So what did God tell Joshua? 
He said, if you will meditate in my word by day and by night, and then speak, let it come out of your mouth, and observe to do it, then the result will be you will have the success, you will enjoy the success that I want you to have. You will prosper in the things that you set your hand to do. So, once again, how does a person get to this place that he becomes like the man described in Psalm 112? His heart is fixed. His heart is established. He's not moved. He's not afraid. I'm telling you, folks, that is a great way to live. Now, once again, it doesn't happen overnight, but you have to start one night. I remember the night I started. When I heard Kenneth Copeland preach this message about the established heart, I remember thinking while he was preaching it, that's the way I'm going to become. I remember saying, Psalm 112 is a picture of Jerry Savelle. That's talking about me. I'm going to become that man. I'm going to get to the place where I'm not moved. I'm going to get to the place where I don't fear. I'm going to get to the place where no matter what's happening around me, my heart is fixed, my heart is established. And I realized that in order to do that, it took more than just saying it alone. It took more than just reading a chapter every night. It, took re it required meditating in the Word by day and by night. That means that when I got up in the morning, I'd read the Word of God, and, and then I'd spend my day letting it go over and over and over in my mind. I remember one of the first scriptures that I began to meditate, to apply this principle, was Philippians 4.19. And it says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, that's God's Word. Now, here's the devil's Word. You're not going to make it. You're going to lose everything you've got. You'll never succeed. You'll never prosper. You'll never have your needs met. Now, there's Satan's word, and here's God's word. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in, in Christ Jesus, and riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, here you are in the middle of what God says and what the devil says. So that means you have the right to choose which one you're going to focus on, which one you're going to dwell on. Are you going to listen to what the devil said and meditate on that all day? Or are you going to listen to what God said and meditate on that all day? Now, if you meditate all day on what the devil said, you know what it's going to do? It's going to paint a picture on the inside of you of you failing and living in defeat, never having your needs met. But if you dwell on and meditate on what God's Word says, it's going to paint a picture on the inside of you of God supplying your needs, that your needs will be met, that you're not going to fail. You're not going to lose everything you've got. You're not going to live in failure and defeat, that God is going to come through for you. So that's what I did. I sat there that morning and I read that scripture. My God shall supply all my need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know what the next thing I did? I wrote down all my needs. I took a sheet of paper, paper and I wrote down all of my needs. Here's what I need, God. And then I said, but your word says that you supply all my needs. You know what the next thing I did? I started seeing what would happen to those needs if that verse came to pass. Listen to me. This is, I'm telling you, this is real, folks. I'm not playing games here. I'm not, I'm not, you know, involved in some kind of fairy tale. The Bible told me to meditate the Word, and that's what I'm doing. I'm meditating the Word. In other words, I'm getting an image on the inside of me of what my life is going to look like 
when this scripture comes to pass. So here's what I did. I, I wrote at the top of that sheet of paper, Philippians 4.19. I wrote the scripture out. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Then I listed all my needs. Every need I could think of, I wrote it on that sheet of paper. And then after looking at that scripture again, I focused on it and I thought, now here's what my life will look like when this scripture comes to pass. And I started marking through all those needs. And eventually that became so real to me that what I could see on that paper as a need no longer was uh, the big problem and the big issue that it had been before. Now the need still existed at that moment, but something had changed in me. I didn't think about needs anymore. I thought about results, praise God. That's what meditating the word will do. In fact, on next week's broadcast, I'm going to teach you something I learned back there 47 years ago about meditating the word. And I'm going to call it seven objectives to meditating God's word. And you're going to want your notebook and your pen when you watch, because you're going to write, you're going to want to write these down. They've helped me all these years and I know they will help you. So if you want to get to the place where your heart is established, fixed, where you're not moved by what you see, you're not moved by what you feel, you're not moved by what the world says, you're not moved by what moves everybody else, you're not moved by what the media says, you're only moved by what the Word says. If you want to get to that place in your life, then once again, it's going to require that you spend quality time in the Word of God, just like God told Joshua. Meditate the Word by day and by night. Now, before we uh, close today, let's go to Psalm 1, and you're going to find this same principle in this psalm from David. Psalm 1, and notice that it says, beginning in verse 1, I'm using a new Bible here, and it's hard to get the pages turned. Psalm 1 and verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, the Word of God. You notice that's exactly what it said over there in Psalm 112 in the first verse there. It said this man delights greatly in God's commandments. Here it says this man delights in the law or in the Word of God, and in his law or his Word doth he meditate day and night. And notice the first part of that verse says, the man is blessed. You want to be blessed today? You want to live a blessed life? You want to see the blessings of God unfold in your life? Then practice this principle that we're learning here. Meditate in the Word by day and by night. And notice the results that this man gets as a result of that. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What does that reveal to us? That he's not moved. Remember over there in Psalm 112, this man's not moved. A tree that is planted by the rivers of water, it makes no difference how strong the storm may be. You can't shake that tree. Why? Because its roots run deep. And that's what the psalmist is telling us, that when you meditate in the Word of God, your roots will run deep. Praise God. And it makes no difference what kind of challenge you have, no matter what kind of adversity may come your way, you're not moved by it, praise God. You're stable. I mean, 
the winds will blow, the storms will rage, but praise God, your house will stand because it's founded on the Word of God. So this man, as a result of his meditating in the Word by day and by night, he's like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. He brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf does not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Notice Psalm 112, Psalm 1, Joshua 1.8, they're all saying the same thing. Notice it's revealing to us that if you want to get to the place in your life where you become immovable, that no matter what's happening around you, it does not stagger you. It does not affect your faith in God. You're stable. You're confident. You're secure. I'm telling you, you can walk through life no matter what's happening around you with a smile on your face, a dance in your step, joy in your heart, knowing that somehow, some way, God is going to see you through. Why? Because you know this is what His Word says, and you know that He's not a man that He should lie. So I want to challenge you today. Make a quality decision that you're going to do more than just go to church. Go to church. Praise God, go to church. But you're going to do more than just read a chapter here and there. Read a chapter, praise God. Read the whole Bible. But spend some quality time meditating the Word. Think about it. Dwell on it. Ponder it. I challenge you, in the morning, get up and just read one verse. If nothing else, go to Philippians 4.19 and start your day with that. Get up in the morning and read Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus and dwell on that. Think about that. Ponder on that and begin to allow it to paint a picture on the inside of your heart of what your life would be like when that scripture is fulfilled because that's what God wants to do. God is in the business of fulfilling His Word. God is in the business of keeping promises. He didn't write all this just because He didn't have anything else to do. He didn't write these promises just to fill up space. No, He wrote them thinking about you, having you and me in mind, and He wants to supply our needs. He wants us to live in victory. He does not want us shaken by what's going on around us. He wants us to be stable, secure, like that tree planted by the rivers of water. And He wants us to live victorious. And He wants others to see it. And then we can tell them that the reason being is because of the God we serve. So, I challenge you today, spend quality time meditating in the Word of God so that it begins to cause you to have an established heart. Listen, I want you to watch this announcement. I'll be back in just a few moments with a few closing remarks that you don't want to miss. The days we live in offer ample opportunity to be troubled by bad news, but you can live in the midst of all the pressures and turmoil of the world without being shaken by them. In the eye-opening book, The Established Heart, Jerry Savelle teaches seven major revelations from God's Word that you can apply to develop an established heart. With your heart established, you can stand in the midst of anything and truly make a difference for God in your life, in your family, and in the world. You don't have to live another day in uncertainty or instability. In the three CD teaching, Stability in Unstable Times, you'll learn biblical truths to apply to your life that will sustain and stabilize you. God has designed a way for your life to be built on something that is solid, 
dependable, sure, and unchanging. Don't wait. Request this powerful combo, the established heart and stability in unstable times. Just call or go online to jerrysavelle.org. You can live with your heart stable and established, trusting the Lord and not fearing anything today. Adventures in Faith is Jerry Savelle's free quarterly magazine, and it's available to you today. Inside each issue are powerful teachings by Brother Jerry and Carolyn Savelle, as well as faith-building articles from many other featured guests. For some time, my life had been difficult to live, and nothing I tried was helping. During one of my dark moments, I received my copy of Adventures in Faith magazine. I read it from cover to cover, and by the time I finished, the darkness had lifted, and I felt so much better. I have been blessed reading Adventures in Faith. You have completely changed my thinking, and I know that God can and will do what He promised in His Word. Thank you for helping me get out of depression and realize my full potential. You can read your first issue today. Simply go online to jerrysavelle.org or download the Jerry Savelle app on your mobile device to begin reading issues immediately. You can also call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and register to receive a printed version twice per year delivered right to your mailbox. Don't wait. Now's your chance for more faith in your life. Register today for Adventures in Faith. Now listen, don't let this special offer pass you by. You need to get a hold of these resources. They're important. They'll teach you how to establish your heart in the Word of God. This little book, The Established Heart, and there's that tree planted by the rivers of water right there on the front of it so that you can see that that's the way your life can become once you become established in the Word of God. So this little book and the three CDs, Stability in Unstable Times. These are so vital for the times in which we live right now. You talk about unstable times. Folks, we're living in a world that is so shaky. We're living in a world where nobody knows what's going to happen from one moment to the next. We're living in a world where the economy may be good one week and, and it may be horrible the next week. How are we going to live in these unstable times? Well, God's Word will show you that you can be stable even when everything around you is unstable. So these are important resources. This little book, chapter 1, talks about the established heart and the troubled heart. What's the difference between an established heart and the troubled heart? And then it's going to talk about how to establish your heart through meditating the Word. It'll deal with more than I was able to cover on the broadcast today. And then it's going to talk about how to hold fast to the Word of God. And then one of my favorite chapters, seven major revelations that every believer should be established in. Now, we're going to talk about these on the broadcast. But listen, if you can't wait, order the book and the CDs, and we'll get them to you right away, and you'll get them before this teaching series is over because we're going to cover this material over the next three weeks, and you'll have them in your home and already ahead of the rest of the crowd, praise God. So order them right now. Please do so. And then also, I want to ask you if you're interested in our Adventures in Faith magazine. This comes out quarterly, and we'd love to send it to you. Uh, occasionally it comes out in hard copy like this or you can get it on our website. You can download it. It's full of faith-building articles by myself, my wife, often my daughters or other guest writers will have some articles in here. It gives our itinerary where we're going to be so that you can get in one of our meetings and it's free. And I know that once you begin to receive it in your home, it'll be a blessing to you. Also, go on our website, jerrysavelle.org, and find out all that this ministry is doing around the world. Find out about our resources. 
Find out about how that you can become a partner with this ministry. There's so much more available to you than just this television broadcast. So look us up, okay? I look forward to seeing you again next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.